Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose, Arachnid Sister Lamera, David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Because we talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support Wrestle Talk. Don't subscribe. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both are Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Now Hello, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Lou Cohen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Oh, I've been through the ringer, Luke. Oh, mate, what a week you've oh, had. Ups and downs. Yep. Simon Miller needs to do a video <laughs> on my life this week. It was a bit of an existential crisis on the Tuesday Raw review episode. I think people heard it on the, the Raw podcast that we did. And to be honest, you felt like you were going raw at one point with with your feelings and emotions. Had a lot of outpouring of love uh, for you over the last few days. That's been really nice. And and for the channel in general. Thank you ever so much to everyone who's tweeted or emailed or commented nice, nice things. Because Ollie was having a sad... Oh, yeah. (laughs) I even threw in that. I'm not trying to tug on anyone's heartstrings. I I know. I, to be honest, my heart broke ever so slightly watching your video yesterday when you said, when my failed format video on Monday, <laughs> and it was a failure, I was yeah. like, oh, that's such a shame. A failure in that way. Like, I, I think it's a really good... But I I'm glad we did it. I had no idea that everyone missed the four-minute review so much because to us, we didn't really change anything. It's still the same length of review, really. We just got rid of the timer and we chucked a news episode at the end to make it 10 minutes long because that's better for the YouTube monies. And algorithms. And and yeah, like a few people said, oh, I missed that. I didn't think everyone knew how much they missed it either until I was like, here's a 20 minute review. <laughs> With you... none of the dynamic <laughs> stuff on. You can't always just like press stop, though. Oh, yeah, but that, that was like the it, a format was gone. Something was taken away, and it, that that I started to look at the trends. You know, mm. we've, we've had this sort of subscriber drop off—not drop off, but the rate Flat of growth. Off. 
has plateaued since April. And I always thought, well, that's WrestleMania. That's the, typically the biggest season. It's ended. We launched Screen Stalker. Probably there's a lot we're promoting at the moment. I never thought that's when we stopped doing five-minute videos. Yeah, we were up until that point, we were still doing two videos a day. Yeah, well, we were doing only on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, doing two videos? Yeah, because we would do the... I think that's right. Yes, Mondays, we start Thursdays, doing Thursdays and yes. Fridays were yeah, yeah. super news episodes. I remember doing two news episodes up until November at the very least because I remember mm. doing the Saudi Arabia thing uh, last year with the, the the original Crown Jewel. That yeah yeah mid mid October was when we stopped. Like we started doing, doing ten minute, 10 minute videos. videos. Yeah, uh, but yeah yeah it's uh, but it's good because now you know we brought that back today with your. AEW review went yeah. really well. Put your face on the thumbnail. I did, which I was I, I was very very nervous about. Uh, I I was talking to uh, to my wife about this and my brother over the weekend, <laughs> where I was like, Ollie's got this plan. Like Ollie wants us to change the format of the reviews. He wants it unscripted, which I'm not like that. I don't know how I'm going to handle mm. that. He wants it on the ramble set, so it's not against the green screen. And then he wants our faces on the thumbnail. Do I really want to find out that I've got a face that no one wants to click? Like, is that, is yeah. that that's a bit of a you know that's a worrisome then because that then gives you all the ammunition you need to be like probably shouldn't put him on videos then really should we? No, we'll just take we'll just put my face on those videos. <laughs> <laughs> we can super it like a Christian blue dot <laughs> let's just be an ollie uh no but real talk real talk so i i pulled a muscle last night when i was doing oh mate pull-ups where did you pull this muscle it's in my neck um Ow! i don't know if you've noticed that i am walking around with very limited mobility today i haven't noticed i'll be honest so like this is my do you notice now that now, I'm now, of, now that you've said it yeah i have you are moving like kurt angle yeah <laughs> with the sort of slight knees bent. yeah slight yeah. hunch and i do it you know i don't i don't want to brag i do a little i do a lot of pull-ups i have a weight belt that hangs off me with more weight because i'm so good at pull-ups <laughs> my own body is not enough to pull up anymore uh, just so we're all aware, Randy Andy Dasson has not walked into the room. This is still <laughs> Oliver Davis. I'm great at pull-ups. <laughs> um, and I did it, you know, the, the, done this a million times. But in my rest time, where I'm usually focusing on the next rep, I was checking the comments. <gasps> you were... Never do that. Oh, no. Because I have fallen hard this week back into just refreshing YouTube, getting those adrenaline hits, which are never quite enough. I'm sure a lot of people get it with social media. I get it with the YouTube back end. I'm like, all views, all comments. Mm -mm -mm. They're never good enough. Thumbs up, thumbs down. And the worst ones are always really hurtful. Those are the ones that stick with you. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, I always say, oh, you just got to let it slide off you. Because genuinely, that's been my life for a year. I, I'm very good at dealing with it. This week, it's, it's tormented me. And I thought the pain would go away. Woke up this morning. I slept terribly because I, I would keep waking up because of... When I move, it, the pain would be too much. Uh, and, yeah, well, I, I, I booked in an emergency thing this morning to get, to get it massaged and stuff. And I went to see the guy, who's the guy I, I train with a lot. And he, looked, he took one look at me and he went, you're right, mate. And I went, yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's, the, uh, it's here, it's on my neck. And he went, yeah, I can see the, the right part of your neck. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, it is, because I hadn't pointed at it yet. Mm. And he went, is everything okay at work? 
I know. And I was like, well, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a challenging time at the moment. (laughs) Sort of re re going back to basics and everything. And then he, he said, because that, that part of your body where you carry tension Mm. is, uh, is sort of linked. And he said something about the warrior spirit and that being on the right hands. He gave me a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily believe in. Mm hmm. But it was totally right. <laughs> so it was that was creepy. And then, yeah, my massage turned into a half-hour sort of therapy session. Oh, man! Because he, his business failed earlier this year. Oh, right. Okay, so, so we just, just, we yeah, just yeah. sort of spoke back and forth. And, yeah. I now say, you know, like when people get ill mm-hmm. and when people get injuries, when everything's going bad around them and it, oh, they're really, really stressed, this is, this is the physical manifestation of the stress of this week, I believe. Bloody hell! I know, mate. I feel really bad for you as well because you do you do carry a lot of the weight up on it's your shoulder, on my and shoulders. it's literally and on your shoulders, it's on my neck, and it's affecting your pull-up game. Yeah, I can't. I can't work game. out. I won't be able to work out until next week, middle of next week. Now, this is an acute muscle pull. Crikey! What are yeah. you going to do with yourself? I am going to Sit lay down. down and watch Succession. <laughs> it's quite a nice. I don't have to train. <laughs> What are you currently training for? Is this just a just <coughs> brackets brackets get a, get a general? Hot bod. Hot get a hot bod, bod. mainly. No, no, you did train against yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I, I shouldn't laugh. It's... I've got a, I've got certain weights I can lift, and I always want to lift more. <laughs> never happy. Like a good wrestler, you're never yeah, happy yeah. with your match. Uh, on the subject of real talk, um, I had this email in from Aaron uh, who said, Hey, Luke, was listening to you uh, and Ozzy, Ollie. I'll try that again. Yours and Ollie's review of Raw, and you called Rusev a. I won't say the word again. Uh-oh. At least that's what I thought you said. Just wanted to let you know that in the US, that is a racial slur against Hispanics. I can tell it's not what you meant, um, but a lot of people may find it offensive. Hope the rest of your night goes well. Um, P.S. Whenever uh, you, Pete, and Laurie, starting a D&D podcast. Well, the answer to your second question is that I don't know. Um, <laughs> The first one is, yeah, that's something I did want to apologize for. I apologized on the YouTube uh, version of the uh, show as well. Completely was not my intention. Mm. I didn't know it was a uh, racial slur. We spoke about it today in the office. Yeah. Uh, only Simon knew it was a thing. Yes. Well, like, none of us had ever heard of this. It's, it's, not, it's certainly not here in the, in the United Kingdom. I didn't know, but uh, ignorance is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's 2019. I probably should know. Um, and well, you can't. You can't possibly. I understand where you're coming from. You can't possibly know every offensive slur, and that list changes almost daily. Perhaps, yes. So, yeah. You, but you I'm, can... I'm, my, my, my ignorance is not an excuse. Mm. Um, but you, you're, you, you know it's bad, so you. Know I know it's bad. Yeah. Now we're all I was, educated. I was just saying yeah. he was a wet blanket. It's what we used to say. Uh, we actually used to use that phrase to say that you're a bit wet behind the ears, mm. or just you know, a bit of a wet blanket. So, yeah. I didn't know, and I'm very sorry if anyone was offended by what I said. I felt very bad about it because I found out because I was scrolling through comments on Tuesday after I'd recorded my hashtag other podcast project. And so I was riding a high off my hashtag oh, other it's podcast always the project. Way you crash hard. Crash it's hard. Like your brain off is it. looking. And I, look, and I saw the comments and I was like, oh no. Oh dear, what have oh, I done? No, I'm and racist. I, and I, I, I didn't I just go through. I was like, oh, there's another one. There's yeah. another one. Oh, dearie, dearie me. So I got home and I and my wife was still up and she was like, oh, brilliant, it's so nice to have you here. And I was like, I can't talk right now. I, had to, I grabbed my mm. laptop and I was like, I need to I need to post something now. I need to do something about this right now. Otherwise, we're not sleeping. Did you did you write a statement in notes on your phone and then tweet that out? I, That's no. the best way. <laughs> 
<laughs> to do to apologize for things. Uh, I, I didn't do it that way. No, I just I just let my YouTube. Go. But no one tweeted me about it. If mm. someone had tweeted me about it, I would have uh, addressed it on there. Well, I'll take a bit of responsibility of that. I mean, that's the last time I get Hulk Hogan in to do sensitivity training. <laughs> All he said was just check none, none of the recording equipment was on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and that's brother. why we failed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into the show itself. We're talking about AEW, of course, uh, and we're going to be talking about the Lucha Brothers and why we think they should win the uh, AEW Tag Team Championships. Because they're the best! Here's the show. had its issues. Second episode. Brilliant. I thought that was the upper end of the great shows they can do. Last week's episode, loved it. Yeah. Wasn't as good as the second episode, but I loved it. So refreshing. Flew by. This week's episode, flawless. So good. Great episode. Absolutely incredible. I loved it. Actually, it's not flawless. There was one moment where they cut to a a fan's reaction in the crowd when they should have stayed on the action. Oh, yeah. Apart from that... We should have led with that in the thumbnail. <laughs> AEW ruins TV production. It's just a t-shirt company, Red Circle, Arrow. Uh, whoever's doing the production, I've forgotten his name. It's Kevin Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan, yes. Do um, we want to, um, actually speaking of um, being a t-shirt company, do we want to give a quick shout out to the t-shirts that we got sent today? Give it a super quick party. So we got sent these t-shirts by Adam Mayhem, uh, who is wrestling out in a uh, promotion in Korea at the moment, who, uh, quote-unquote, borrowed our uh, Super Click Party gimmick uh, for their new tag team, Attraction. So we're we're spreading inspiration. We are muses. Uh, We will send cease and desists soon, and you can make a cease and desist version of that show. Absolutely. And also, before we get on, um, I got a message from my mother um, yesterday who said that she left a comment on uh, the Facebook version of this live stream because we're live on various different platforms including Facebook and because my mum is you know a mum she's on Facebook watching it I was going to say Facebook is now the mum medium yeah yeah. and she said uh, she goes I left a comment and I didn't get a shout out and I was like oh, we haven't got any moderators over <laughs> on, on Facebook and I was like and also it's only people that get um, uh, that, that pay to get the shout outs mm. get them and mum was like I mean I want to support but I'm not, I'm not paying for it I, I was like it's alright mum I'll just give you a shout out on the stream at the top of the hour anyway I feel on edge that your mum's watching <laughs> I, 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 it just rules out all the mum jokes not that I was going to make any of them but I like that opportunity to be you want there the, the option, just in case right so speaking of things that are rising my libido <laughs> for the tag division in AEW there were three tag matches on this episode each one brilliant in their own way. And it opened, cold open, no AEW title sequence, which I love. Yeah, I, I love, love that title sequence. Um, but yeah, it, cold open, everyone's already in the ring. Uh, you've got Private Party and the Lucha Bros. I love, love, loved everything about this match. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> my my. So this is the semi-final for the tag team tournament to crown the best tag team World Cup winner in the world inaugural. And... The match starts, and it's Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. The Quinn. <laughs> the Quinn of England. So Mark Quinn, he does a sort of international sequence where he runs the ropes, and then Phoenix lies down on his front, and he sort of misplaces his feet, and he just does this awkward step thing mm. over him, like he's thinking about doing a wrestling move as opposed to being an actual wrestler. 
And I was like, ah. and it was the first sequence of the match. And I thought, Private Party are really green. You know, they've come out of nowhere. They've excelled so far. They beat the Young Bucks. But like, yeah, they are pretty green. Oh, well. And then they just blew me away spot after spot. I was, there are so many inventive spots that I've never seen before in this match. And all I was left with at the start, at the end of it was, how can they remember them all? <laughs> They're so brave. I, just, I, was, I, I, I stopped it and I was like, I can't remember all the spots. No. How do you how do you even memorize where to be? There's four people. That's a logistical nightmare. Some of the stuff they're doing is so complicated, so athletically demanding. And they not only did it all flawlessly, apart from that the easiest move of the match, which was stepping over someone's prone body. Yeah. And remembered it. I, I just blew my mind. I I absolutely loved this match it was just sensational throughout i have seen online there's been sort of like a a split opinion on the match there are those who are like you and i that were just like oh my god i was absolutely amazing loved every spot loved every near fall totally bought into various different near falls as well and i was just popping all over the place and the other side that was just like it's just spots there's no story man and it was like there was very little story Mm. but i would say that I think what's great about the match is that neither camp is wrong. Like, it was just, like, spots, and Mm. there was no story. But you cannot deny that the crowd was super into this match. So whatever they were doing totally worked. Well, that's it. Like, if you are taking wrestling as a more sports-orientated thing, which I think is the the mentality of those people who say, but there was no story there. Mm. You know, like if you say, but where was the story in the match? It was just a spot fest. Those people, I would argue, tend to fall into they like the more sports based approach to wrestling. When you actually watch sports, you don't end a match or a fight going, well, there was no story there, was there? No. It was just a load of, you know, exciting knockouts or goals. I just, so I, if you really are, like not every single match, especially on your TV, has to have a story. Some are just going to be people wrestling. It can't, like you can't have every match as work over the arm or someone's knocked out. They did that last week really, really well with the whole Christopher Daniels stuff. Yeah. This was amazing. Yeah. And if you, you've got to think if you're watching the, the show that's on before Dynamite starts and your TV is just still on and mm. it goes to the next show and then you see this like I don't know man like I think this might make people stick around to watch because it was just <clears throat> 10 15 minutes of non-stop action it was 15 minutes yeah, and that's, yeah. that's a that's you know that's a long time to be doing spots <laughs> 10 10 to 15 minutes is pay-per-view length yeah. I would argue and that the, they put on a pay-per-view level match absolutely here. yeah uh, just, I'm gonna tr- should we try and go through this? I, I mean I want to give a shout out to uh, Cassidy uh, doing the springboard crucifix bomb which was just <laughs> insane. Phoenix doing the double foot stomp, but a re- like a reverse double foot oh. stomp off the top. Yeah, so his back is to the center of the ring. He jumps backwards off of the top rope and lands on, I think it was Quen. It was Quen, Quen yeah. took pretty much all the... He took a heck of a beating. Yeah. Uh, I... So what I took away from this match is, man, Pentagon is star power. He's charisma. He just, yeah. He's like, he's the... He's overall the best guy in this match. Yeah. But my God, Phoenix might actually be the best wrestler. Yeah. No, no, totally. Uh, Like, I'm talking top five, top 10, top five in the world. Phoenix 
is just seamless. Yeah. He's incredible. We talked about this before on these shows where because Pentagon is so captivating and he's got such star presence about us, you often forget how good Phoenix is mm. because you, you see the loose phrase like, oh my God, Pentagon, because the way he's dressed and everything, yeah. you're like, oh my God, what an absolute star. And then when you you watch the matches, you're like, holy heckins, we're totally overlooking Phoenix. He's he's something else. Yeah, He's ludicrously good. I, I, I can't get over how good he is. There's this... Uh, I mean, I can't read back my own notes here. A lot of it is to the outside. I, I think <laughs> yeah. every, every spot ends with to yeah. the outside. I've got here, Quen has an amazing comeback when he dodged Phoenix with a flip into the Cassidy hot tag. I've got Phoenix... Ba- oh, right, so this is where Phoenix did this, walking the ropes, but he like sprinted along the ropes mm. and did the drop down to the second, up to the top, and then a moonsault to the outside... Just impeccable balance. Uh, the, I read the commentary again throughout the night was so nice to listen to. It's not the best commentary ever, but compared to some other companies, bit of salty JR uh, oh, on I the show. I didn't. Get I didn't. Any of that. I, I think people have said it was throughout the show. I didn't think it was massively. Just a lot of his. He likes you know legal tags. Well, they're not holding. They're not yeah. holding the tag ropes, yeah. things like that. But what I really appreciate about it is Tony Schiavone has got the attitude of essentially trying to explain like i think that jr often will just present problems yeah whereas tony Schiavone is like trying to present solutions so like jr is like they're not holding the tag ropes they're not tagging in and out and Tony Schiavone was like well they wrestle in mexico where they have different rules they're not sometimes sometimes it takes them a little while to get used to an american style so he's there presenting a solution where mm. jr is presenting a problem and i think the only reason i wanted to bring that up is because last well this week's aew dark was done by Excalibur and Taz. And it was night and day in terms of the dynamite presentation and what they were doing on that episode of Dark. It was fantastic. Was it really? It was so, so good. Excalibur's a brilliant leading commentator. Taz is a fantastic color commentator. And Taz sounded like he was having the most (laughs) fun. And it really helped the fact that the main event was uh, the Young Bucks, Cody and Dustin versus Private Party and Stronghearts. And it was the most house show main event you've ever seen. Like, including a spot where Dustin was doing power slams to everyone. But when it came to Cassidy, he got blown up. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, stop for a second, will you? <laughs> so yeah, he yeah. can catch his breath. So Cassidy let him say, like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, come on then. Ducks a clothesline, power That's slam. Really Absolutely good. fantastic that stuff. That is so house show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just... Uh, the, the, and the crowd was so, so into this. My, my favorite spot of this match, but somehow wasn't even my favourite spot of this whole show. There is something in the Dark Order match that just blew my mind. Uh, so Quinn, or Quen, sorry, Quen gets hurricane ranad by Phoenix mm. off the top rope, I think. He somersaults out of that move and just using that momentum, falls into the corner, blind tag from Cassidy. Cassidy gets in and just like... But Phoenix never sees it because Phoenix landing off that Hurricane Rana is facing the camera away from that corner. The blind tag's been made. Just a beautiful piece of dramatic irony where that everyone else knows, oh, the hot tag's coming, but Phoenix is like, look at that cool move I just did. <laughs> like, that, that was the perfect combination. And you say, like, there's no story. Well, not you, but there, that that's a criticism. I was like, but I can find the story in that. I can find a narrative within a spot. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not 
Dostoevsky. It's this guy doesn't know that this thing's happening, but that's enough for me when it's this much fun. Oh, and do you know what was I really loved as well? It was Phoenix hitting a gory bomb and a splash oh. on both private party at the same time. It was it's ludicrous. And then to finish this off, so private party hit gin and juice, and I thought. Well, that's, yeah. that's it. They're going through. But they hit it on Phoenix, who wasn't the legal man. And so you've got Cassidy pointing, saying, like, pin him now. But Quinn's like, he's not the legal mm. man. So instead, they realize that Penta's up on the ropes. So they go to hit Gin and Juice on Penta. And they hit... The, so if you haven't seen AEW, the Gin and Juice is when they will do a top rope Hurricane Rana into a diving cutter. And they do the top rope Hurricane Rana, but Penta somehow reverses that into a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> I was insane. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, how? <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, F the other person out of the ring. It was a huge Phoenix knee on Quen. Yeah, Quen again, of course. <laughs> arm break, he got his arm broken. Then he got stomped on with a pile driver. And then Phoenix, so quick, just dives outside, takes yeah. out Cassidy. And then that was it, that uh, Pentagon got the win. And, like, obviously Private Party shouldn't have won this tournament, but they have, they have been made stars Their out of this. Their stock has been raised. And, you know, the, there's, there's that argument that the Bucks should be in this position and you could have had that Bucks-Lucha Bros match here. But we've had that three times already on pay-per-view. The Bucks are busy with Ortiz and Santana. Uh, it sets up, a nut, like, really legitimate contenders to the eventual champions. I just... The, the further away we get from that Bucks loss, the more I'm like, it's the right decision. Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree with you. I thought this was a fantastic opening match and just an incredible, incredible bit of tag team wrestling. I loved it. Yeah, and spoiler for later on, SCU won their match against Dark Order. Uh, we'll, we'll review that later. But that means it's going to be SCU versus the Lucha Bros. Out of those two teams, love SCU. I said it last week. I think we're going to get the story of... Uh, Sky or Kaz getting beaten up by the Lucha Bros mm -hmm. but Christopher Daniels makes his return but he's still a little bit injured it's a really valiant effort he just can't do it in the end Lucha Bros win and rightfully so because yeah the Bucks are the best tag team in the world but my god like if you <laughs> the Lucha Bros yeah. are also the best tag team in the world like you you can legitimately claim your tag team your, your champions are the world champions. Yeah. And that's so nice for a wrestling promotion that I'm into. The, and this company has... In a positive way. In a way, positive way. This, this company, company has an incredible tag team roster. Oh. Like, you mentioned there, there were three really good tag team matches on this show. So that's just six, that's six teams. And then you've got Jurassic Express. Uh, you've got just all of these other teams around. And you've got various different combinations of mm. people that can dive in and out. It's just, it feels so stacked and everyone feels so legit. I, I'm, it makes me so excited for their tag team division going forward. And I, for me, it has to be the Lucha Brothers winning the, yeah. the, the tag titles. I really like how essentially this, this final was foreshadowed by the very first episode of AEW Dynamite when you had that interaction, when they had a brawl up on the, the top of the ramp. They brawled up on the stage when they were being yeah. interviewed. Yeah, yeah. And... It's not that we've forgotten about it. It's just that I think that the way the tournament's been structured, you almost feel like, I don't know who's going forward. Maybe it could be them. Maybe they'll save that for another time. But we are going to get that clash. We're going to get Lucha Brothers versus SCU next week. And I am. I'm so excited mm, for it. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Uh, yeah, but that, the, the reason 
you couldn't tell where they were going, even though in hindsight it's it's very, very obvious. It's because they ingeniously set up loads of red herrings of other tag teams yeah. feuding with each other who weren't in their bracket, essentially. I didn't even mention Santana and Ortiz when I was listening to the great uh, wrestlers they've got. Hey, mate, the Rhodes Brothers. Oh! Yes, please, mate. Yeah. And the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Get out of here. Let's say thank you to our $25 a month for more Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Thanks. Luke was on a train when he came up with this name. Derek Ayala. Genuinely was. I was going up to the WrestleGate show. Raz the Man Reality. Whoa, long time Pledge Hammer. It's pronounced like methamphetamines, sethamphetamines. It's weird that he chose the name to explain his own joke because yeah. it was a, we, we pretty much got it. The Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. Sunshine. Shane. Liam Milsom, mur- Murders. <laughs> I like it. English. I like it. New, cli- new kid on the block, Ben Newcomb. Yeah. yeah. The most average in the world. Barely average gaming. Oh, lovely stuff. You cannot break the Joshua Huxholes. Whoa, yes. The power couple, Stephen and Giovanna. Look at them. them They're so beautiful. They They sent us the Firefly Funhouse box. Thank you. The D. John Mustard. Yeah. And finally, the life 
of Jordan Riley. Thank yes. you ever so much, everybody. So, yeah, the Super Chats. Oblivious Carrie writes, best tag team in the world. Wait, Lucy's Bros exist. Lucy's Bros? Lucy's Bros. Is that... Is that a is that a typo? Should it be Lucha Bros? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it has it has unfortunately been uh, autocorrected. Mm. Matthew Shiel, Private Party are my favorite team in AEW. I can't wait to see them win the tag titles down the line. I was so into the near fall after the shooting star press. His shooting star uh, press. It gets so much air. Incredible amount of air. Uh, Ryan Kester. I'm one of those that prefers more story and selling in my matches. The opener felt like an impressive fireworks display. Tons of fun to watch, but I would never say I was emotionally invested. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Not an, not like a, a bad opinion. No, abs- no, no, absolutely not. I feel like you got that elsewhere. That That's the mark of a really good wrestling show for me, that you can have this style of match, this style of match, this style of match. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a uh, an impressive... I, want, I mean, I shouldn't use the word impressive because that sounds a bit uh, big-headed. Mm. Uh, fireworks display at my wedding. It was one of my favorite moments of the entire night. There was a lot of story and substance elsewhere yeah. on, on that day. But I remember that fireworks display so vividly and it being one of the best moments of the entire evening. You know, uh, when that happened, my lady partner always brings this up. I was so hammered at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> were you? You hit it so well. <laughs> Me and Laurie were just watching these amazing fireworks going, they're not all that. <laughs> <laughs> and and my girlfriend always says, you, you were so nasty because those were really good fireworks <laughs> and you were saying it so loudly. Where in my head, me and Laurie are just going, they're not that good. <laughs> when we knew they were, so I always feel a bit bad. Oh, it's okay. Man. And just one more on the other side of the tag division, that SCU Dark Order match from Tim Arndt. There were two tags in the Dark Order match that the ref didn't see, but let the match continue anyway. Yes, it did bother me, and yes, I am that pedantic. There's JR uh, commenting here. <laughs> tag rules. Why are we even bother having tag rules? Wardlow's coming. <laughs> Wardlow is coming. Statler and Wardlow, they haven't forgotten about him. He's coming. Coming hard by the looks of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is. He's looking ready to explode. He's he's coming that much. He's been, he's been you know, pumping it up. Oh, pumping yeah. Pumping it up. Pumping training. Up, yeah. Working uh, his way up to his eventual climax mm-hmm. uh, on the main roster. He's going to debut. Yeah. He's going to debut over all over all, AEW. All over AEW. Yeah. Uh, so he's a big guy. It was just a little VT. This is the first we've seen of Wardlow. Since uh, since All Out. Since All Out, when they did that sort of... <laughs> that, he, he beat up f- some guys in a car park. That final fight sequence <laughs> that they did. I thought that it was interesting there was no mention of what seemed to be his female manager in that clip. Mm. Uh, it was just him training at the gym. The guy's very physically impressive. And at the end, it just says, hashtag Wardlow is coming. That made me laugh. Because I think Wardlow's a kind of silly name out of context at the moment. And it said coming. <laughs> so, but, that you know, until I see him in the ring, I can't, can't say anything. And I did notice, actually, there was a guy in the front row who was wearing a Wardlow T-shirt. Um, so I, I've not seen anything of him. I might check him out on, on the old YouTubes before I get there. But when I did see him on screen, my first thought was, like, you just couldn't get Brian Cage, could you? <laughs> 
they they do need like that sort of spot in their roster is missing like the just the huge muscle guy yeah so it's a smart smart move right so scu versus the dark order the second semi-final match in the tag team tournament and they do a recap of the sc of scu and christopher daniels getting beaten up last week and then very smartly they do a recap package of dark order which was a lot more about just reintroducing them yeah i would say because yeah, and the, Dark and the Creepers Order, and all that sort of gimmick, yeah. The Dark Order Act has not been a success on any of the pay-per-view matches. Uh, and I, I think AEW know that, and they haven't really showcased them on TV. But they've sort of booked themselves in a corner where they got this automatic buy into the semifinals. Just like the librarians. Yeah, and the librarians have been... They were on AEW Dark this week, but... They're not, they were getting quite good heel heat from what I can gather. And people have said, uh, tweeted me saying, like, apparently the heat for, oh, okay. for Bates was so much that they couldn't hear what she was saying. Mm. Um, but I, I'm not sure if it's, like, legit heel heat or just go-away heat. Yeah. And I think with the Dark Order, a lot of times it feels like indifference, which is what we had it all out when they were facing best friends. And it's a shame because Super Smash Brothers were a very, very good team, and they are a very good team, and Stu Grayson is really, really good. And he is. I think, to date, this is the best showing of the Dark Order in AEW. And I actually really, really enjoyed this match, and I went in not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I was surprised, um, but it took a while. Uh, I, I, the, the minions, it's a cool idea. Like, if you said we're going to have, and you know, the way the minions create a throne for... Evil Uno. Uh, Evil Uno. That's all cool. I just... And I, I, I understand how Grayson is also not a, a Lucha Mask guy. But something feels like they've just been thrown together. Which yeah. is weird because they haven't been. No, because they've been tagging for years. Yeah. Like, I, I think I've said this before, but I used to sign them all the time on EWR, uh, the database wrestling booking promotion game, mm. uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Because they were called the Super Smash Brothers. And they were called... Player Uno and Player Dose, and I'm like, well, that's cool. What a, what a great gimmick that is. Of course, I'm going to sign them. Uh, Aubrey Ed- Edwards is the referee. Your fave. Someone and mine. had a Aubrey Edwards is my sign. Woman, is my woman crush Wednesday? I think she's amazing. I and I thought this. It's never that I was against female referees. I just I'd never seen them. You know, up until like the last couple of years, and I'd just been like, oh, it's a men's match. It's a male referee. They sh- probably should try female referees, but I don't know how that's going to play out. Seeing Aubrey Edwards do it, I'm just like, there is no difference. Yeah, no. Like, good referees are just good referees. Yeah. And she's a great referee. I think she's she's low-key my favorite character in AEW, surpassing mullet security guy. I th- and I think she is AEW's best ref. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she should be their senior referee. They should start billing her as that. Yeah, no, completely. Well, they've got Earl, haven't they? Yeah, but. He's, he's more than senior. Yeah, he's too busy selling stuff out back. Pensioner referee. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of my notes are on Aubrey Edwards being <laughs> the. So I wasn't into this match initially. Uh, it was just a more standard tag team match where the heels worked over Scorpio Sky for a long time. There was a shrink screen ad break. Yeah, the crowd weren't massively feeling this, and I'm not sure if that's just because there there was no break between this match and the Private Party Lucha Brothers match. So I wasn't sure if it was just a bit of burnout. It's not even like there was a five-minute rest period. It was almost like, as soon as that match ended, 
two minutes later, this next match was starting. So maybe there's a bit of burnout or it's just that the Dark Order gimmick is not connecting with AEW fans. So they went into that match in the same way they went for the, the All Out match that they had against Best Friends. But oddly, during this match, they suddenly got into it when Chris Jericho arrived. Well, they got into Chris Jericho. But that, but that in turn, that yes. heat, heat transference, mm-hmm. transferred into the match. And then by the end of it, this the crowd were going nuts for this match, chanting, this is awesome, mm. because it got really, really good by the end. And make no mistake about it, that was totally intentional. And it's it's, incre- it's incredible. I Because with WWE, it's so often you, you just sit back and you go, well, they should have done this. They should have done that. And you start to think, well, I know loads about wrestling because I can book WWE better than WWE can, which... I think pretty much anyone can at this point. And like very, very, very rarely Such a hater. they'll do something where you're like, oh, that's really good. That's why you're in charge. But watching AEW and how they structured this match, to, because they knew that Dark Order, they know Dark Order isn't working. They like they. like This was perfectly placed where the, Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle come out through the crowd. They've got tickets. They walk up through the crowd to their private box and they just start drinking a little bit of the bubbly, eating popcorn, eating popcorn and throwing it out. All the crowd are watching them. But then they turn round and the guys in the ring must have known that's their cue to go freaking crazy. Yeah. And the last few minutes of this match were thrilling. Including your favourite spot of the night. My favourite spot of the night. I've never seen it. And I, I love it when you see things that just feel so fresh and can catch you by surprise. It's that... Spot that you've seen a million times. You whip someone into the corner. It was Grayson whipping Sky into the corner, I think. He runs over at Sky and hits a knee or something, immediately turns his back on him. And usually you run back into the opposite corner and do a run up to do that move again. But the guy follows you, so you don't know he's coming. You turn around and he gets you. Seen it a million times before. It's a good pacey little sequence. But instead of. So Sky's chasing him back. Instead of doing the usual, I'm into the corner, I'm going to run back at you move. Grayson just dives over the ring post in one fluid motion and takes out Kaz on the outside. It was nuts. And that, like, that just ramped everyone up a notch. I, and, and I was enjoying Grayson in this match anyway. Yeah. Evil Uno, I'm not, not particularly fussed about. I don't quite get him. But Grayson, I, I thought, was spectacular here. He also had a great spot where he walked across the shoulders yes. of three people into the Hurricane Rana. So he walked across the shoulders of Evil Uno and I think it was Scorpio Sky and Aubrey Edwards to hit a Hurricane Rana on um, Kazarian. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool inventive spot. And it felt like the sort of spot... Do you remember that, there's that story that um, they tell from, uh, Jeff Hardy tells from WrestleMania when he tried to walk across the ladders... And oh, yeah. he tried it like several times and it kept falling over. And he tried it like five times. I think he writes in his book, as I, I tried it five times and it never works. But I thought, oh, I'll probably be all right on the night. <laughs> and then they tried it on the show and it still didn't work. <laughs> Whereas it felt like they tried this spot a couple of times and were like, yeah, I think I can do this. Yeah. And they successfully did it. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I could do that. I think Jeff thinks that every time he gets in the car. <laughs> Ooh. It's, you shouldn't DUI. It's, it's, it's You're absolutely thing. right. You're absolutely, you're absolutely uh, right. So the crowd really got into that. Um, Evil Uno got the pin while Edwards was distracted. distracted. They actually almost yeah, they yeah. essentially had the match won at one point, which actually protects Dark Order somewhat. Really smart, yeah, because Grayson did that dive over the ring post, yeah, and that's what Edwards was looking at. And Evil Uno potentially had it won. 
Uh, but SCU got the the win in the end. With the SCU later. Which is totally the right result. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Really, really chuffed to see this. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting to, and I really did. Mm. Yeah, really, really, really good. Uh, so after that, no let up. No, like, here's a promo thing. I saw someone say, I think we need more promos in on Dynamite. I'm thinking, I'm really enjoying a lot of wrestling. And, you know, the balance being more in the wrestling favour than the promos. Yeah. Because we got one promo here, and it was excellent. Yeah, we'll get to it, but holy hell, it was good. Uh, but right right after that, oh, here's Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. So this is uh, technically a rematch, although it's not technically a rematch because the match on AEW Dark last week was unsanctioned, so it's not recognized by mm. AEW. But this was uh, a match between Janela and Omega. It was actually, it, this wasn't originally advertised. It was meant, Janela was meant to be on AEW Dark again, uh, facing Jack Evans, I think. And instead it was end up being Jack Evans versus Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. So instead we got this sort of impromptu Janela-Omega match. And it was... It almost felt like this match was here to say, hey, do you know what? Joey Janela's not just a blood and guts wrestler. Yeah. He's not just that deathmatch dude. Look at all this great um, catch-as-catch-can wrestling that he yeah, can do. Yeah. And it was really, really fun. Yeah, I, I, I really like this match. And it, again, because you've got the inner circle and Jericho still up in that box all the way through this, it's, another, it's just another layer to everything. So the camera can cut back to them. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're up there. Will they interfere? It just heightens the tension somewhat. I also really like them showing clips of um, Omega picking up the AAA championship. Because mm. it, it almost yeah. instantly just made him feel like a worldwide star. Yeah, that working I'll, relationship with AAA. I just kind of wish he had the belts. Mm -hmm. Granted, you don't want to confuse people with having too many belts. So mm. I, I, I see it from that side of things. But I, it, I, I really like the fact that they showed the clip of him winning. Yeah, so it was it was a, a nice match. Uh, you know, it, In fact, it was a very good match. But everything was so good on this show. Yeah. It just feels like... Oh, this was just a normal TV match. There was the a load of Snapdragons. Yeah. Love Omega's Snapdragon suplexes. Loads of V-triggers. Oh, I love a V-trigger. Big German suplex as well. Uh, um, there was, it went into a really good strike exchange of like chop, uh, block with a foot. Um, and, and the crowd started chanting, this is awesome after that. Yeah. Really got the crowd into it. Uh, the end. Uh, Janela misses a uh, senton, but he mm. uh, like so. Omega was on the uh, the ring apron. Uh, Janela tried a senton, but Omega moved out of the way. So we landed on the hardest part of the ring into a wicked V trigger. Yes. Oh, clocked him right in the yes. face. One winged angel for the win. Really, really nice setup for um, Kenny Omega. Right person to be putting over. He's got the big match coming up at full gear. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really, really good. The and and that protects Janella really because he lost because of a mistake. He he went to that hardcore well almost yeah. to hit the senton on an apron. That's yeah, it's good and that point. was his yeah, undoing. Yeah. I really liked it, uh, and the crowd went mad for that one winged angel. Oh uh, yeah, just shows how uh, how protected that move is. What I really liked about this, and I think this is the secret going forward. You know, we were talking last week about well, what happens when there's loads of that those win loss records get really get, get high. too high, yeah. So you like in a couple of years' time, you got a fifty and ninety two record. Yeah. It's just gonna it's gonna become weird. And here they said that Kenny has improved his four three record, one four no, lost four, I think, one three, to a point a five hundred? Yeah. Which is, you know, the baseball terminology. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you essentially just turn it into a fraction, basically. Yeah, it's a fraction or a percentage. Yeah. And I'm like, 
that's how you do it. Yeah, that's really smart, actually. That's a really, really smart way to turn yeah. it around. Yeah, because then you just like, it's always over time, that number is going to become a real good indicator of their overall thing. I Yeah, really, that's how you do the records going forward, I think. That's a really, I didn't spot, I didn't hear that, so that's actually mm. really good. Um, and, and just Kenny immediately goes to the corner for the water. Just yeah. nice touches, makes it feel more sports-based. And just to further put Kenny over... <laughs> As if, you know, we're not the only people doing this, of course. But that man has got so much star presence about him. When he makes his entrance, he is treated by AEW fans like the second coming of The Rock. Yeah, yeah. And he just feels like such a major deal. And he is he's one of my favorite wrestlers at the moment. Because when he makes his entrance, I'm like, I can't wait to watch him wrestle. I just can't wait to see what he's going to do next. I think he's he's so great. Yeah. So I just remember we didn't tell people earlier that the NXT we did discuss it last week, but I think it might have been lost in all the, in all the schedule changes yeah. and uh, and sort of you know new babyface turn. Hopefully for Wrestle Talk, the NXT Ramble is gonna NXT oh, <laughs> old branding. The long Come NXT review with Laurie and Pete is gonna go up on Sunday, just because it's. It's too much. It's too yeah. much for one day. What we looked at is we looked at the, the, the numbers and the figures and feedback we had from people. And particularly this was evident last week where it, it just got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And, and the, what we decided was that it would go up on the Sunday because that also allows everyone to have watched it. Because yes. when we do it on the Wednesday, or sorry, we do it on the Thursday rather, not everyone will have had the chance to see it because it's not available on the network or anything like that. I actually forgot about that. I went to go mm. watch it on the network this morning. It's not there, yeah. And I, and I turned to Pete and I was like, Pete, why is NXT not on the network? And he was like, think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Um, so we thought we'd move it to Wednesday. That gives everyone the chance to have caught up and watched it. And, and then Pete and Laurie can... They've actually recorded it already and it's going to get posted up on Sunday. It just... It's, there's, it's, <laughs> there's too many videos going up on the Thursday. We're in a learning process at the moment. Yeah. And, and it, that's not to say it will, it will stick like that like if it doesn't work on a Sunday we'll try and find another way to do it exactly but at the moment the Friday live episode is where the ratings are out and the uh, the the newsletter's out so there's loads to talk about on that Friday live stream show with me and Luke usually so yes it's um, we couldn't do Friday obviously we can't do Saturday because Smackdown Smackdown. so Sunday seemed like the best way I'm just checking the chat to see how (laughs) how yeah. people are reacting a lot of people are like oh sunday <laughs> yeah but we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll see we're going to try it out but like going by what's happened for the last few weeks it just gets absolutely buried and and it's and it's not fair on, on the people that, that want to see it they, they didn't get a chance to catch up with everything they're also telling me now he is four three he did have a 500 okay, record but go. still yeah i think percentages baseball style is the way to go let's see good, good updates the more sunday too late Sunday is fine. There we go. Because no one cares anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's harsh. (laughs) Sunday is good, someone said. There you go. It'll be up at 2 p.m. on Sunday, Pete's telling people. Cheers, Pete. So let's get back to... Because we've got a cracking angle to talk about here. This was perfection. And again, we said every... Cody. Cody, Cody, Cody. Is the biggest baby face in the the planet. We were actually, we've recorded um, our WrestleTalk After Dark Patreon podcast. And someone asked us, like, who's your favorite current wrestler? I think it was from Evie Duran. And you said. I think it might be Cody. Cody. Yeah. The biggest baby face in the, on the planet at the moment. He came out for a promo. Tony Schiavone's in ring to, to do this interview. And he's trying to make a big announcement 
either about full gear or about their match at full gear. But he's being drowned out by... So that it's the, the goose run title goose game, just all this honking. And they cut back up and it's the inner circle with their little air horns acting like complete dicks. And Cody, he sort of like goes to, to threaten them. And Jericho's just like, what are you going to do? You can't come up here. You can't come up here and fight me. Cody grabs the microphone and he says, this isn't like the wrestling company we came from. I can step through this. Invis- this isn't an invisible wall. I can just go up there and fight you right here, right now. Yeah. Which was such a... I mean, I know people don't like AEW, even mentioning WWE. I thought this was a really good way of doing it. Uh, it, it, did, it did have more of an impact this way than if he didn't say it. Because if he just stepped through the ropes and starts to walk up there, and you're like, okay, that's cool. But because he, he framed it in a way of no... We are a real living yeah. thing. This There's no, we're not breaking any fourth. Well, we are breaking the fourth wall. Because that other company <laughs> does run <laughs> the their... Denver Broncos. <laughs> that other company does run their promos as, it, you know, completely scripted. They're just talking to the camera. And that's a huge criticism about it. Like, the live audience is just there to provide noise, not something to actually be interacted with and entertained. Now, these days, I would argue... So when Cody made that reference, I thought it really, really positioned what's different about AEW in my head that I wouldn't have realized so much if he didn't say it. So I, I was fine with that. I can I see why people get frustrated with it. Though. No, I can as well. Uh, but Cody takes his jacket off and he goes to jump over the barricade. But Jericho quite rightly points out, dude, you're outnumbered. Like, what are you thinking coming up here for a fight? And then Dustin's music hits. Dustin and his uh, Green Day Brain Stew ripoff music comes out, which I absolutely love, by the mm-hmm. way. He comes out. And then I'm like, and then Jericho's like, cool, we got one other guy. You're still outnumbered four to two. Oh, sorry. Uh, before that, he, okay. Jericho called him an entitled millennial little bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jericho was on fire. He was so, so great in this. And so, yeah, he's like, you're still outnumbered four to two. In my head, I'm like, okay, and here come the young bucks. No. MJF comes out because MJF is going to be in Cody's corner for full gear. And I'm like, oh, that's really, that's cool. That's very interesting. Then I'm like, who's the fourth person going to be? Well, yeah, who's yeah. the fourth man? Well, I, can we just Whose say... Whose side is he on? Can we just say that uh, when MJF came out, Jericho got on the mic and started saying, I'm supposed to be scared of a man wearing a scarf. <laughs> Who wears a scarf? And of Idiot. course, if you weren't watching Jericho's entire gimmick for about <laughs> eight months was about him wearing a scarf. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going like, well, who's, who's the fourth man? on the All over the house, yo, it's me, it's me, it's deep, deep. I popped at home. Like, I'm watching this, it's half past six, you know, 6 a.m. I'm there in my dressing gown with my cup of tea. I almost jumped out I of my was seat. so excited, yeah. So, so excited yeah. when DDP came out. Dude's in incredible shape. It's and like it just yoga. And it just makes sense because he's always been part of that nightmare family mm. like setup. And he was in the video package last week when they were talking about Cody and his drive. So him being on their side was just like awesome. And then the four of them just all get together. They charge up. I was so amped for this. And like little cowards, the... In a circle, got into their private booth, locked the door, and Jericho's just there holding up the tile, going like, <laughs> "I'm the champ! I'm the champ! You can't get in here!" And then, as a nice bit of, sorry, I, I feel like I need to go on this one, but like, <laughs> in almost a nice bit of sort of poetic symmetry with that Jericho line of "Who wears a scarf?" MJF takes off his Burberry scarf, 
hands it to Cody. Cody wraps it around his fist and he punches through the glass window. Huge brawl breaks out between the inner circle and the good guys. Spills out into the concourse. Cody slams Jericho into this ice cream vendor thing that apparently is a brand and they're going to get an AEW flavor <laughs> from this now. And security uh, bust out to break it all up. I thought this was absolutely awesome. Yes. It was just everything was so well placed and thought out that when MJF started taking off his scarf to give to Cody, that's like, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so good. I'm kind of at a loss for words, (laughs) but it's, it's such a nice detail and it ties into the Jericho scarf line that ties in with Jericho's history. That's just also a cool badass moment for Cody to break through. It's it's an ingenious little spot. I, you know, and you talk about the first match lacking story. In one gesture of handing over a scarf, it's not just someone handing over a scarf to, to give someone something to punch through a glass window with. There is three years yeah. of context around that action. I love I loved it. Uh yeah, it's what one of the might be the most effective angle AEW have ever done because even the Moxley debut which was really really exciting like I I found this more rewarding like yeah. as as a, as a sort of overall thing yeah. as opposed to whereas the Moxley debut was shock cool and quite not superficial but it was more up there but this was a more complete emotional fulfillment I saw someone describe this on Twitter as it's the best booked heel versus babyface storyline of 2019 and it it's it's all in the simplicity mm. of it is that yeah. Cody is the good guy, Jericho is the bad guy, and they are going to fight for this title. I didn't th- when they announced that because they announced the match before they started doing all these angles. I was not really into the idea of Cody versus Jericho. I was like, nah, eh, you know, what? I'm, I've really enjoyed every Cody yeah. match in AEW. Like, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't a match that got me excited. But with all of these angles, they have just done everything they possibly can to get me more and more and more and more excited yeah. for this. And it's now my most anticipated match on the card. A card, by the way, that has the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. Like, I can't wait to see that match. But holy hell, I'm so excited for Jericho Cody. I'm sliding this proposition over. <gasps> yeah. DDP's going to have a match eventually. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Double or nothing. I think, you know, he's in great shape. The guy's really healthy. He can plan out a match. Great worker. Yep. You've got to think he's watching all of this and thinking, I got one more in me. And if I was ever going to do one more for Dusty's son, his promotion. Yep. I can feel it. When, it, when he came out, I, and I, I just thought, he's going to have another match. And it's interesting. There was a comment that, that really struck me from the, the four-minute review that I posted up that said... Um, Explain to me why DDP coming back as a legend is cool, but when WWE do it, mm. it's bad. And my argument to that, or sort of my feelings on that, is that this didn't feel like it was done to pop a rating or just do a nostalgia pop. This is all within the context of Cody's Nightmare Family. Of course it's DDP. Like, really? We should have seen that it was going to be DDP because he's, he's always around there. And so it, it just works within the context of the story. Yeah. Yeah, that, that we, we never say that W all like legend returns are bad. In fact, they're very, very, very useful when used effectively and in the right place. But 
the other company doesn't <laughs> often Broncos. do that. Yeah. I can't. Goldberg worked magnificently. That's see, that's a great example. Yeah. Of it. Goldberg so, works so well. I, 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 and you know, even, but even this year, like tw- twenty nineteen, Goldberg for that SummerSlam thing, like. Was that the most effective use of a Goldberg return match? I'm talking both SummerSlam and Saudi Arabia. Hey, Ziggler won the Raw Tag Team titles off the back of it. I would say no. <laughs> that 2016-17 feud with Brock Lesnar, I, th- I think is a, the, the, the sort of pantheon for how to do that. Yeah. This worked really well because, like you said, served the story. There was loads of context there. There's a reason for him being there. And at the end of it, DDP was a major factor but I'm talking more about Cody than I am DDP. Good point. And you're using legends to enhance the people who are there all the time. That's the use for them. Yeah. Whereas the 20th anniversary shows, the reunion shows, it's just all about the legends. And no one really gets a rub. Uh, last bit of shout out to Jericho in terms of just how good he was in this segment. When Cody and his mates were walking up the co- like walking up the stairs to fight them, Jericho shouts, "This is your last chance!" <laughs> to back away. And after he's been beaten up, he's on the floor still holding up his ticket, or as yes, if it was like yes. this shield. <laughs> it's just like I can still be here. I've got my ticket. He's an excellent champion. What an inspired choice. I mean, it always should have gone on him, but he is. Again, he's reinvented himself again. Yeah. Just when you think, eh, might be past it. No. No. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop saying that now. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Jericho will never be past it, <laughs> no. given the benefit of the doubt. Okay. An amazing show so far. How can it possibly get better? You solve the freaking <laughs> Orange Cassidy problem. I love Orange Cassidy. Luke loves Orange Cassidy. I think we all love Orange Cassidy. But the wider mainstream audience, my lady partner, for instance, will like him initially because it's a fun, low-effort gimmick, but then they'll get tired of him. You can't have him really wrestle in matches and doing that. It it undermines the rest of your product. I'm sitting here thinking, I love Orange Cassidy. How can you use him like this? And to be honest, I haven't thought of an answer. AEW did it here. He's a manager. He is a manager. He's the third best friend. Oh, He's a manager. And he gets in. He stops the Bucks doing their poses, gives them his low effort super kicks. Oh, my God. It was great. So good. It's the perfect placement of him for for him to do all his stuff that gets over huge, doesn't undermine anything because everyone can just go, why are you doing that? It doesn't affect me. And it doesn't overexpose him. I I, just, this company. (laughs) This company. This company. Uh, this was a really fun match. Yeah. It was best friends versus Young Bucks. Really, really fun stuff. Uh, Orange Cassidy gets to do his no-hands dive as well while the referee was being distracted. It really feels like they're making an effort to do the, we need to distract the referee while we do this. Rightfully sort of stuff. so. Rightfully so. Listening to the feedback that they've had from the previous episodes, it's a learning experience for them. So I've, I've got no, no issues with that. Um, they did the stomp reverse tombstone, which uh, Matt, uh, Nick Jackson, I believe, broke up with a senton. Then Matt flips out of a double T move. Super kick party. They wipe out Trent um, and Cassidy. Double team move by the Bucks for the win. Fun stuff. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, and then Matt gets the microphone, really simple, and just says, Santana, Ortiz, we accept for their match at full gear. One line, right? One line at the end of the match. There was no big elaborate promo segment. How much more effective is that than a tweet on social media? So much more effective. It's just, 
And do you know what? I think I love it. And I think I've been conditioned as well. When they were running down the card for full gear, I was surprised that um, and they called them LAX and Santana and Ortiz versus Young Bucks was not mentioned. And I was like, it's pretty weird that they've not mentioned that. And that's because it had aired before they'd accepted the challenge for it. I guess I'd just been conditioned to it had already been announced. It had probably just been announced on social media and I'd missed yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, after this, we got Britt Baker versus Jamie Hater. Hater, yeah. Hater. Uh, who, yeah, she does wrestle as Jamie Hater elsewhere. I've, I've seen her. She's, she's British. She's yep. wrestled for RevPro and Eve and. Yeah. Well, I've seen her quite a few places actually. But she was against Britt Baker. Britt Baker is to me a bit one dimensional. Uh I I've got a you know, she's a she's a dentist. That's a big part of her gimmick. She is. I th- I think something's pushing me away because I'm like, oh, but you're a professional athlete. Dentistry isn't like a hobby. <laughs> so that implies dentistry you spent all that time, like six years of school and then like get doing the practice and everything. So wrestling was your side hobby. Yeah, it's your side gig. And you're not presented in that way. You're not presented like this person trying to live their dream. You're presented as like, no, you're one of the best wrestlers that we have in our division. And that's a bit of a disconnect for me. I've, and I feel you. Mm. Um, but this was hits because they were in Pittsburgh, which is Britt Baker's hometown. Yes. This was done to get <laughs> the hometown pop. She was facing off against a heel, a mouthy, mouthy heel she was. Really good. Really like Jamie Hayter. I thought she was yeah. absolutely fantastic in this match. And Britt won. My criticism of this match would have been, I think it probably should have been shorter. Mm-hmm. I think that what as like the idea of this was to get like, hey, look, it's the Steelers hideously <laughs> monstrosity of a of a, a mascot that was just, oh, it was really, really awkward. Um, but like it got the big hometown pop mm-hmm. and the hometown crowd were into everything she did. They did the yay boo spots and everything like that. This just needed to be five minutes. It didn't need to be a near 10 minute match with an ad break in the middle. That might be AEW's biggest drawback at the moment that they're they're making everyone look too good (laughs) sometimes you do need to just go this is the one we're pushing here but i i loved the video package that ed beforehand where they really built up to this hometown hero did you see that adam cole was featured in it no i didn't yeah they were doing the photos of her like sports game stuff just about the sports games that she goes to and there's one of her in like her sports game gear and then the second one was a photo of her with nxt champion adam cole adam cole to aw last week we would have put that on a thumbnail And we would have made a 12-minute video, and that would have been the last 20 seconds of that video. Oh, and this happened. (laughs) (laughs) We're changing for you. We're changing. Um, uh, News just in from Randy Andy Datsun, actually. I would argue the biggest... This is actually... And this is why I got a little bit distracted when I was talking Mm. about the Steelers... I'm going to assume it's a Steelers mascot. um, Because I saw what Randy was typing, and I got a little bit lost with what I was saying, but... This is pretty big news. Yeah, probably the the biggest unsigned. Well, she is signed, but the biggest unsigned to AEW or WWE or New Japan female wrestler in the world. She's extraordinary. She's like, you know, she's so good. She's fighting for the X Division title and Impact. Tessa Blanchard is reportedly done with Impact Wrestling. It's a huge loss for them. And actually, that is surprising as well because I think a lot of people me in particular as well and I go and buy the the Wrestle League uh, feedback that we had everyone was predicting that Tessa was going to win the X Division Championship at Bound for Glory on Sunday Sammy Callahan was going to win the Impact World title from Brian Cage Tessa would then cash that in as option C and it would be Tessa versus Sammy for the 
Impact World Championship, which would have been huge for them, especially as they've now onto access and they're actually there's a bit of like a real upswing for for Impact yeah. at the moment in terms of momentum, and they've been a real big proponent at the moment of intergender wrestling, or Sammy Callahan called it on our the podcast interview we did. It's just wrestling. Like I don't like using the term intergender wrestling, mm. and it would have been a really really big thing for them. And she was like one of their most pushed stars of this year. To lose her just at at this point, yeah. That's a real big blow. But she's, you've got to she's, imagine. She's incredible. You've got to imagine. If that's true, the AEW are looking to get her. Because apparently Tennille Dashwood, is, um, she's not working Impact Bound for mm. Glory. So they're probably after her as well. And I think actually, I can't remember. I think it was. WWE are going to fork out. Big, big mo- oh, big bugs! Absolutely, so, yeah. well, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes to WWE. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was Britt Baker who said it after all out that expect to see Tennille Dashwood back in AEW. Mm-hmm. So we could see both of them jump over from, from Impact. But uh, her dad is in AEW. Tully, yeah. Maybe that's a connection. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got to we've got, got, we've got to move speed on. on because we've got 2K20 stuff to film after this. So yeah, after this. Uh, Jamie Hayter was just barely started an interview with Jen Decker backstage when Brandy Rhodes just jumped her from behind, turned around and just went to Decker. Yeah. So it's it's the, it's the I'm I'm not getting on with the Brandy character at the moment because she's such a she's such an evil heel in the women's division, but the biggest babyface when she's by Cody's side. <laughs> so I I actually read this as a babyface act because Hayter was is most definitely a heel. Mm. Um. Apparently, they had a feud uh, somewhere else. Stardom, I think right. it was. Yeah. And actually, the intro, I wanted to mention, actually, the commentators really put over why this match between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter was happening. It's that Hayter is B Priestley's partner in, yes. in Stardom, which I thought was a really nice touch. Uh, yeah, and interesting, considering Bushi Road, New Japan's parent company, bought Stardom last week. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, don't know what's going on with Brandy there. I don't know. It's, we'll see what happens, yeah. given the benefit of the doubt. And the main event... Oh, it's only Mox versus Pack. <laughs> and do you know what? When Moxley, I, I talked about sort of that superstar presence that Omega has when oh, he makes his yeah. entrance. When Moxley makes his entrance, I'm like, dude's my favorite wrestler. Like he's so so good, and his entrance is so good. His presentation, totally, and just hit the the idea, the hint that he might cut a promo. I'm so personally <laughs> yeah. excited about yeah. when the bastard Pack interrupted that entrance with a chair. I was genuinely annoyed at Pac. <laughs> I, you know, I forgot this was all a, a work. I was like, "You bloody bastard!" You Pac. bastard! Like, I was genuinely annoyed at Pack yeah. as a person. <laughs> That's how effective this was booked. And this actually led to a very fun story yes. in the match, which was that Mox- Moxley can barely stand up, but he's refusing to medical attention. He just wants to have the fight. He's like, no, 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 I'm having this fight. And then he'll have this sort of flurry of offense, but then we'll sort of like try to steady himself, but can't. And that allows Pack again to take over. Really, really fun match. My only uh, criticism I have of this match is that they announced that there's five minutes of TV time left remaining. And as soon as they announced that, the crowd very quickly worked out, oh, this is ending in a draw then. Because you don't want to beat either guy. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think it then helped that Justin Roberts was announcing every minute afterwards, like going like four minutes, three minutes, two minutes. I think if you'd have done five and then done the 30 seconds, I think there actually would, the crowd might have been more into it. But I will say the crowd were, (laughs) the crowd did actually at one point think we were going to get a finish to this match. I liked it. 
I, I, like I, the I, 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 I certainly like the draw aspect of it. I, I thought the crowd were into it too. I, I would disagree with you. Okay. I, so, yeah, so Justin Roberts counts down from five, really. Yeah, four minutes remaining, three minutes remaining, two minutes. I just, I thought every time he did it, it heightened the tension. And I expected it to go to a draw, but I did not rule out the possibility of a last gasp, 20 second to go win. And yeah, you're right. That's what happened. There was a missed black arrow. Uh, off from from pack with one minute remaining, and when he does that one minute remaining, the whole crowd are like, <gasps> "That's it." The one minute, I think, actually, yeah. So, yeah, to go back on my point, actually, the one minute was a really good call because mm. the crowd were amped for that final minute. But I think that the I, I get what maybe four three two was overexposure. I personally mm. really liked it, uh, but then yeah, Mox hits a DDT, the like paradigm such shift, a, yeah. a limp DDT. It was hardly. It, get him up at all because he was out on his feet the crowd go nuts but Mox cannot make the cover he finally gets the arm round uh, Roberts is counting down like 10 9 1 2 kick out and then it's a it's it's a draw we're, and the crowd were like boo but I felt like they were booing the kayfabe authority yes as opposed to the, the promotion absolutely yeah and it completely yeah, yeah. yeah and that's what I, I was angry uh, oh, the rules we live in exactly. here. But it makes me now want to see it on pay-per-view where we might not have to have that, that time limit against us. Yeah, totally. Look, this is the way wrestling has always been done. You have these matches, you don't have clean finishes on TV, and you build to the clean finishes on pay-per-view. It makes you excited to see a fuller version of this match. Mox was out on his feet for all of this. I want to see a match where they're both raring to go. That like That's, that's how you build wrestling matches and big marquee events so for me at least that's what i subscribe to so i I thought this was really good and the way they got a little pop at the end so you're not going off with booze was mox was screaming screw your time limits just turns around kicks the the ref ddt his selling of the draw was exceptional the way he was storming around the ring desperate to to get i I just i thought it was absolutely terrific i thought it was a really really cool finish um on the fight uh network uh fight tv there was some more stuff that wasn't shown on tnt which was uh pack was trying to pilmanize um moxley omega ran down to make the save hangman page came down to get involved and hangman page challenged pack to a match at full gear um the match that was supposed to happen at double or nothing uh way back when looks like it might be happening in november now it's like live shows actually matter. Yeah, because they had the TV one uh, on uh, on Dynamite, but that still felt like there was more to be had. So uh, I I thought it was. I'm hesitant to say five out of five, <laughs> but I do you know what five out of five. I gave it a super high, awesome, mm. AEW some. Yeah, a low five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's get onto your super chats. We're going to go through these really quickly, though, because we're going to be streaming 2K20. WWE 2K20 continues. Glitch Don't rest. worry, AEW fans. We're going to be making fun of it. If you go over to Screen Stalker's Twitch page, so the link should be in the chat somewhere or in the video description below. Laurie and Simon and Pete will be playing through that. We'll be popping in occasionally, um, like right after this. So open up, open up that page in another tab now uh janella omega on that subject simon gagne my god kenny killed joey with that final v trigger <laughs> didn't he just brutal 
Cody and the Inner Circle. Tim Arndt was Jericho's ticket rant, a shot at fans who think just because they bought a ticket they can do whatever they want, or am I looking too far into it? I think you're looking too far into it. But that's, you know, levels. That you can even think of that mm. is the mark of a good story. Flint Mech. Uh, last night's episode was filmed from the opposite side as normal, like NXT, which the live crowd probably didn't realise. Think this could have been set up for that invisible wall line. So is that a reference to the structure of the arena? Uh, I think so, yeah. So previously the entrance ramp has been on the left-hand side of the um, hard cam, whereas this time the entrance ramp was on the right-hand side of the hard cam. Huh. I mean, it doesn't really matter because you can film wherever yeah. the inner circle go. Uh, but yeah, um, potentially. Jobber JJJ, JJJJA496. Honk, who wears a scarf? I have a ticket, bubbly. Nice. Yeah. Uh, myth roll. I'm legit worried MJF turns on Cody at full gear. A plus story. It'll be an A plus story if they draw that out till May at the May at the earliest. I was going to say, what I'd like to see is Cody MJF at All Out 2. That, that's kind of where I'd like to see it. Uh, on the subject of Britt Baker and Brandy, uh, what is the deal with Brandy on this episode? That's from uh, Malabar Mabadipudi. Yeah, we, we spoke about it a bit. Uh, it's got to be building off that stardom feud. It just, I didn't know that. I, I just found that out afterwards yeah. by reading online. It's was a bit of a misfire. Uh, on the subject of Pack versus Moxley, Jesse Venable says, I never got into the Dean character, but Gian Moxley is so freaking creative. I've loved Mox since the day he left that other company. Who's next? I totally agree with the Mox stuff. Uh, who is next? Well, I think Dean's character in WWE was quite easy. He was wacky. Uh, uh, but in and terms of... got injections in his butt. WWE stars next. That's what I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. I mean, to be honest, at this point, with following that news, I'm more interested in Tessa Blanchard because mm. I think actually that's I think AEW if it needs improvement in some way it's in its <clears> women's <throat> division I think having one women's match per episode I don't think is particularly great but also it doesn't feel like any of them are like like at a mega stardom level like a lot of their men's division or their tag teams are yeah I'd, I'd say the revival I think in the mix. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Um, AEW Miscellaneous, Swaff Daddy Johnny D says, who could go for longer? Greg Hamilton's best in the world or Justin Roberts? Gian. Uh, it's got to be Greg, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Tavares says, hi, guys. I'm a long-time fan of your channel all the way from Portugal. Hola. I love this week's episode of AEW. Do you think that Derby is the new Jeff Hardy? We've had a lot of comparisons between those two, I, and I totally see the, the similarities, although they're very different. Uh, but yeah, potentially. Uh, Bobo Jacobo says, who's got the better tongue, Sammy Guevara or Demon Bella? I think you've got to have um, Ortiz in that conversation as well. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll do a list video. <laughs> we'll get someone called Adam to host it. Uh, Flint Mech says probably more so than full gear. I'm really excited for AEW's first go home TV episode. That's a really good point. Yeah, it should be fire. So that's that'll be like the sixth of November. Yeah, you'll be away. Still. I'll be away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. Um, Sean Cartier says odds that Marty debuts at full gear turns on the elite and joins the inner circle right now the elite have more allies than inner circle and he uh, is the villain after all I I would just have Marty debut I, I think well I don't know actually I don't 
I don't know if his contract is... I know his contract is up in November from what Meltzer's reported for Ring of Honor. Mm. But I don't know if it will allow him to get there for full gear. Which is early November. Yeah. yeah. The 9th. Um, but I, I would say just keep him as a normal, like an individual character. I don't think he has to be part of a faction. Yeah. Um, uh, Valabar Mabadipudi, I do apologize that, said, Riho showed up in stardom with their AEW Women's Championship. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that means anything. Stardom and New Japan aren't affiliated. They just have the same parent company. Yeah. Uh, D-Pin says, are they not able to use Super Smash Brothers in AEW? Yeah, no, it should be a copyright thing. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo will be hot on that. Kratos' Forgotten Son said, hey, buddies. I enjoyed Dynamite so much again last night. It was awesome. Anyway, just sending you guys happy vibes today. Enjoy. Hashtag WrestleTalk for for, for life. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, On the subject of WrestleTalk, Sean Turner, Ollie, Seth, and Ollie Vince, WrestleSketch, Born it down. Boo, boo, earn it down. Boo, earn it down. Uh, new Wrestle Sketch episode should be up next week. Uh, Sean Tanner again. Can I get an Ollie, Seth, and Vince impression? Are they booing me, Vince? Okay. And they booing me, Vince? No, Seth. They are saying boo, earn it down. Are you saying boo or boo, earn it down? Yeah. It's <laughs> hard to do Seth without saying the word John, John. first. John. John. <laughs> Matthew Scheel, I just wanted to say how much I love WrestleTalk. Thank you so much, we Matthew. Love you too. I also just wanted to shout out to Sean for that excellent Simpsons reference. <laughs> Justin Edelheat, when will Post Bound for Glory Wrestle League standings be posted? Yesterday. Yeah, they, 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 went, the they went up yesterday, yeah. There you go. Um, Chris Ev1989, hi Luke and Ollie. I'm glad that you are listening to your viewers. It was very big of you to accept the criticism head on. Much respect for that. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. We, You are genuine sort of... You are the authority. You're the most important people for us. Indeed. Brian Higgins. AEW was brilliant this week. Brawl amazing. Great show as always, guys. Loving the return of the four-minute reviews, by the way. Went down quite well. Long-time viewer. Since quiet, nervous of his own Ollie, finally became a Patreon today. Hey! Welcome aboard, Brian. Brian. Uh, Jobber JJ496. Happy anniversary, Andy. I'll buy you a scarf. Bubbly. Yeah, I think that was on the podcast we said that it's Andy's one-year anniversary of, of joining here. He tweeted it as well. He did tweet it out, yeah. Uh, Gary Pierce. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers to you, Gary. <laughs> With beer emojis. Ed, uh, Liverpool United Football Club, 98. Probably Leeds United. Are you tra- are you tra- Liverpool are you tra- <laughs> I know footballs. I know football squads. Many thanks and respect to You're Ollie such and a good the actor. WrestleTalk I just team you. for listening to us all. Love the returns of the styles of videos. Awesome channel. Much love. Well, much love to you, Ed. Blue heart. Thank you very much. Robo Nowit, you guys are cool English. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Good to know. Silk Toast. Mm. Please do NWA power in under four minute reviews. We can barely, we barely have enough time to do all the stuff we're making right now. So yeah. I'm afraid that won't be possible for until there's a huge demand for it. It's a fun show though. Ben Sneeringer. First time super chatter. Hey. I just joined and we'll catch up as I am pod swafter. Pod swafters. Lots of love. Take my money. Thank you very much, Ben. What a good dude you are. Um, more miscellaneous this from Seth Amphetamine it says lovely time with the boys uh, do you think um, oh we're not going to do that one because that's an NXT spoiler uh, but to answer your question no no uh, Sean Cardia says a fun fact Jen Decker is best friends with Lana there's oh. another headline for you tomorrow um, Nathan the Alpha Wolf Vela says ah yes 
Uh, Bradley Benson says 2K20 is a great example of WWE going into 2K20. What does that mean? Oh, into 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. I need you to slightly fill for time for a second because I need to go grab something. So, Okay. Are we re- is this the podcast? It is, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Whenever you say fill for time, you know that's where my mind goes blank. Uh, so I will talk about how Luke is just getting a box. He's got a box. This box arrived a couple of weeks ago. It's got a lot of, uh, I don't know what the alphabet is, but it is an Eastern alphabet. I'm thinking China, Japan, Korea. Yes, uh, that, that is what I would assume as well. Uh, this is a package that has come in from... Hold on one second. Let me find the name. Uh, this comes in from Robert. Sorry, I do apologize. Uh, Robert Rob. Alomar. Um, so I've also messaged on the old Discord for Pete and Laurie to join us because I believe oh. uh, this is gifts for all of us. Oh, wow. What? So, so Laurie and Pete have just walked in. Oh, no, 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 no. Laurie is legit just pressing his weight on the neck I had just finished describing was pulled. Got a pulled muscle in my neck. That's why I'm walking like a robot. You walk like a robot anyway. I don't walk like a robot. I've got really good posture. You're confusing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So I'm nearly, I'm nearly in. One second. I like. I hope this is wacky Korean stuff. I really wish you'd message me about maybe two minutes later because I'm just about to render out the podcast. <laughs> okay. But so, now it's not rendered. Okay. So uh, I'm going to give this one to Laurie because it's uh, it's called Dear Marks. <laughs> and then uh, that's called cool. and then this one's for you do you want to share a microphone Laurie and Pete uh, do you want to who wants to go first uh, Laurie, do, Laurie do his Laurie. one oh, first oh yeah because this says real card <laughs> well I wasn't going to give that game away are we allowed to oh maybe the, maybe you should be for that one yeah let's get on to Pete it's a, I mean it's a happy birthday card so chances are probably mine let's be real Sorry, before you start, you know it's Dave Meltzer's 60th birthday today. Is it really? Brian Alvarez forgot. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, Dave. It's also the one-year anniversary of Randy Andy Datsun joining the company. What's Uh, more important? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is actually addressed to Ollie and the others. Okay. So it it can be for anyone to read. Uh, dear Ollie and the others, thanks for letting us steal your catchphrase. Have some free merch on us. You're welcome. The real super click party. Ooh, and then there's super uh, and then if you read that other letter as well, this other one, it's not it's not sealed. Uh, I seal all my envelopes with spit. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. Uh, this is sealed with a little smiley face sticker. Which seems like it's fun. From <laughs> um, this says thank you on the card. Oh, is it always disappointing when you open a card and there's no money? <laughs> 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 yeah, I just I always even though I knew there was not going to be any in there. I was re- I was poised. I was That's poised. Right. To we get don't know it. that the post office didn't do this bit. So if you yeah. did send money, uh, send it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's even a bit in the inside for the money to go. That little <laughs> slip bit. Anyway, okay. Hi guys, my name is Robert Alomar. I'm a 15-year-old veteran wrestler from Puerto Rico, currently wrestling in South Korea for a local promotion called Pro Wrestling Society (PWS) under my ring name, Adam, Adam Mayhem. Wow. Oh. So he was the going in Raw H champion. Right. Because I read 15. I thought he meant 15 year old. No, no. No. no, Okay. Right. That changes the whole context. My manager, Trevor McEwen, 
uh, ring name TK Drake, I think that says Drake, and I were looking for a name for our group in our home promotion and stumbled upon Super Click Party in one of your videos. The name seemed to fit us very well since all the members of the stable are heavily linked to social media, dot, 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 due to our endeavours outside of wrestling. Mm. What does that mean? Sounds devious. <laughs> so we decided to, quote, borrow it. As a sign of good faith, since you came up with the name, it was actually Laurie, wasn't it? You <laughs> yeah. came yeah. up with Superclick. Uh, we thought it was only right to send you all some free Superclick party shirts Trevor designed that we hope you all like. Also, if you are interested, please check out PWS and Adam Mayhem on YouTube for some wrestling excitement. Yours truly, Robert and Trevor. And then they've got their social media there, at the... M- at that Adam Mayhem and at TK underscore Drake on Instagram and Twitter. So we have oh. got T-shirts here. Um, that is a medium. I did. <laughs> that is another medium. Okay. Are they all different? Uh, that's another medium. They're all oh, they've they're all medium. They've got it right. Yep, they are all mediums. Yep, yep, that's okay. That's oh, fine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. They've got that lovely um, new T-shirt smell. Wow. Oh, it's pretty cool with a finger oh, going over to I, the quick button. I like it, mate. Oh, that's rad. Great reveal for an audio format. That's so yep. cool. Very, very nice. Describe mm. it in words. Uh, well, it says Super it Click says party. party. The party is in uh, a lovely shade of pink. Uh, there is a sort of a play button underneath it with a hand hovering over it as if it is clicking. Like the Windows hand mouse pointer. That's right, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was a better description than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you I'd so much. I'd in my head if I wasn't already holding it. <laughs> uh, Adam and Trevor, uh, that is excellent. So, yeah, so oh, uh, go so find much. those people up on the old um, social banks and, um, yeah, check out the Super Click Party, which, uh, so, I mean, will our lawyers be in touch? Yeah, we're going to have to sue you. You should, We would have waived it if you did put money in the card. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so hey, hey, cheap plug, seeing we're all in the room. Ring of Honor, tomorrow night. That's right. If, if you're yeah. around London, uh, Luke's, of course, going over to Japan. Yes. But me, Laurie, Andy <laughs> and Pete, we're going to go to the Ring of Honor show in Bethnal Green in York Hall. And we're going to watch... We're actually going to have Dalton Castle and Matt Taven in the studio tomorrow. I'm nervous. So are they doing the magazine show? Yeah, well, uh, they're coming in separately. Okay. If they're both here together, I might just get them both on set at the same yeah, time. Get them both to do it, and then we can all take the afternoon off. <laughs> yeah. Get <laughs> them to run it. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, just, yeah, that's a good point. I just set them up with a load of crap gimmicks and run away. Yeah. I When you text us in the week that Dalton Castle was coming in on the Friday, I was... I'm not going to say the word furious because I'm going to Japan and that's very exciting. But I was gutted, <laughs> gutted that Dalton was coming in on the Friday. There's still time to cancel your holiday. <laughs> I mean, uh, if just, you like to, I'll tell him. I'll tell him uh, Luke's a really big fan of yours, but he's not a big enough fan to cancel his holiday to Japan. I've just checked in as well. So it's a bit harder for me to cancel now. No, it isn't. Is it not? No, I think you can rescind that really easily. Yeah. In action. money though? You've already spent it. Yeah, but I'm not going to get it back, though. Yeah. Don't, don't cast it. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dalton going to pay me the money? 
No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, fair enough then. Uh, in which case, then I will. Uh, I, I won't be cancelling. I will still be heading to Japan. On that note, actually, I want to say thank you uh, to uh, Joshua Matthews. So Josh Matthews, of course, Matthews. Uh, for getting in touch. Where he's just got back from Japan himself, um, uh, ten days ago from a three-week trip in which he travelled around, and he sent me some very, very handy hints and tips. So thank you very, very much. Uh, thank you, Laurie and Pete, for dropping in. Thanks, Laurie and Pete. See you later. Get back to work. Or you can see Laurie and Pete have re- have a load of fun on 2K20 on Screen Stalker's Twitch channel. Indeed. Uh, right, we have, um, I'll tell you what, I've got quite a few uh, AEW-related emails, but I think I'm going to do a couple of Rusev Hayes. Okay, we haven't had those for a while. That's what I thought. Well, this is a Rusev maybe. Uh, this comes in from Edward, who says, uh, Hey guys, screw you, Blake Ham. I'm a long-time listener, and I fell out of love with wrestling after Shane won in Saudi Arabia, almost a year to the day. But ever since, I kept listening to you. You make my days delivering posts in the new forest very enjoyable. I've written in what a tel- job. I know, right? Uh, I've written in a, uh, before a tale of Sami Zayn in Bournemouth and just how tall that Titus O'Neil is. He's huge, by the way. But I'm writing mostly to thank you for your hard work and tell you a funny thing that happened this past weekend. Whilst enjoying a lovely stroll around Bath with my girlfriend, I spotted a slender, beardy, orange coat-wearing gentleman no. who instantly made my heart no. drop. It was WrestleTalk's very own Oliver Davis. Shut up. What are the chances? <laughs> I was too nervous to come and talk to him and disturb him whilst he was doing uh, where he was with his respective lady partner. Also... Uh, does she know about the wrestling thing? Uh, that would be an awkward conversation. Regardless, a mini Rusev, maybe, uh, if you will. And hopefully you enjoyed your time in Bath. Keep up the amazing word, Ed the Postie. Whoa. Oh, you should have come and said hi. That would have been... People don't understand. That makes me look so cool. <laughs> <laughs> My mum has said at times, she goes, whenever we go out, I'm always hoping that someone's going to recognize yeah. you. Because um, I think it's only happened with my wife once. And that was that drunken lad at Liverpool Street Station. Mm. They just pointed at me and went, Russell Talk. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, no, it, like, it makes us look super duper cool in front of our family and friends. So, yeah. 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 It's, uh, I, I don't think I ever told you. We went to Plymouth earlier this year. Did I tell you this? Uh, you uh, there's this it's where my lady partner went to uni. We went there before a friend's wedding. It was really nice. I've never been to Plymouth. And there is this restored Art Deco. Lido. It's beautiful. Love a it, Lido. Was, it was in complete disrepair for decades, but they've, they've completely redone it. And it's gorgeous. Mm. And it's right on the the beach. So it's like there there is actually no beach. It's just here's the Lido. Boom. Sea. It's, and it's beautifully decorated. Uh, and because, you know, Plymouth is a sort of military place, you can see all the cool warships just yeah. docked around. There's helicopters going every now and again. Like, my, my girlfriend's like, oh, this is so lovely and peaceful. I'm like, look at the bullshit. <laughs> anyway, I'm there. And this guy comes over to me dressed in a essentially NXT era Bray Wyatt. Wow. Yeah. Also, like the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, I think vest. that was just, it was a hot summer. That's his go-to look, yeah. which is an excellent look. Excellent. And, you know, he just decided in 2013, well, that's that's me. Sort did he have of. a little pork pie hat? He totally did. And he came over and he said... Ollie, I was like, "Oh my god!" This was the last it's place. It's yeah. <laughs> So the last place I thought, uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was definitely me. I was wearing an orange coat, uh, but I was. There were periods of that trip where I was hangry. <gasps> oh, there was there was a good two hour stretch on the Saturday where I was a grumpy, grumpy Ollie. Oh <clears throat> mate, I want to be a grumpy, grumpy no, Ollie. No, no, no. Uh, but. 
I'm sure I would have been. I would have been happy. <laughs> Um, so uh, I think we may have to draw it to a close there I'm going to let uh, is Pete doing the AEW reviews with you next week yes I'm pretty sure uh, I'll be on this week's Smackdown episode though I'm oh exciting Saturdays is it you and Dave oh, just, uh, no it's me and Pete Dave's Dave couldn't do this Saturday okay so it's you and Pete mm. doing the Smackdown review and then because obviously as we said I'm going to be away as of uh, tomorrow so, um, yeah, you're not going to hear from me for a couple of, about a two and a half weeks, I think, is is how long I'm gone yeah, for. Yeah, you're back on the 8th of November. 8th of November, indeed. So I am missing both uh, Crown Jewel and Full Gear. Yeah. Uh, I'm not around to do the Full Gear show, and I'm back on that Monday afterwards. Um, but, Ollie, Pete, Laurie... You, you aren't doing the Full Gear ramble, though. Oh, that, is that we're doing that on the Monday, are we? Yes. Oh, in which case, then yeah, I'll be around to do that. Uh, that'll be my first task then on that, um, which is good because I was actually really looking forward to watching that show. So I'm actually yeah. I'm, I'm pleased that I get I'm to. I'm so re- hyped for it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Laurie, Pete, uh, Ollie, and Dave will be filling in for the shows and they'll be covering everything. So no shows are going to be dropped. And in fact, as we said earlier, Dalton Castle will likely be on the show tomorrow or Matt Taven. We don't know which order they're coming in yet. But yeah, expect to hear them on uh, the Wrestle Magazine. And the NXT podcast now goes out on Sundays. It does indeed. And yeah, absolutely. So we've got the magazine show going out tomorrow, SmackDown on Saturday with Ollie and Pete, and then the NXT review with Laurie and Pete. And then we've got Monday. NXT, AW, Raw, SmackDown, <laughs> oh, all God. the gubbins next week. Uh, and, and Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel is next week. Jesus. It's next Thursday, in fact. Uh, but that is all from us. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.